evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Reading Minds and Solving Crimes. This is a podcast between three close friends where we watch episodes of The Mentalist and then talk about it. Joining me as always, we have Chris Sacco. What up, what up? First of the day today. Let's go. First introduction. Ha ha ha! And we also have, you, you got to do your best laugh, Scott Lee. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay, Vic. Not quite my tempo. But we just, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just do that. We'll just do that from the top. We'll do it from the it's top. Okay. All right. <laughs> and I am. I am always. Am I? I guess I am always a big masseur. Are you? You don't, you don't have that, to be. You, I mean, you. I'm there always was a, qu- a big. I mean, up until now, I'm always I a big masseur. I feel like there was there was some sort of deep question there in that for <laughs> yeah, that you had for yourself, and I'm are always. You? Oh, I think we've settled it. I think we've settled it. It's always. He's it's always, always a big masseur. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes he's low voice, a big masseur. That's my mm. favorite. Hey, everybody, welcome to the- Mind Scribe. I'm I'm not sold on high energy, a big. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm all I'm in on high energy, energy, a big. I'm, I'm not I'm energy. not sold. I'm not I'm not saying I'm out. I'm just saying I'm not all the way in. Yet. I'm all the way in on the Dude, high energy, went, a big train. I went to get a fucking seltzer from my fridge just just for to get ready. And I'm out of seltzer, dude. This is oh this no, is goddamn crime. Daggers. I got Big I daggers. Have still water next to me. This is how I'm supposed to survive with you smucks. He's drinking just regular plain water. I have a beer. <laughs> I'm drinking a beer tonight. Oh shit. I don't know what kind of beer Same. it is, but it's delicious. Sarah bought it for me. <laughs> you just didn't even. Oh, you just fucking poured it in, yeah. Yep, just poured it in a glass, and I'm drinking it. It's delicious. Ooh-wee. So what's been good? Was any any good holiday stories? Everyone uh, has COVID. Yeah, everybody's getting COVID. <laughs> I know, I'm also again. I'm laughing. I know it's, funny. <laughs> it's not funny, <laughs> but everyone has COVID. I actually, it was actually. This again, not funny, but a semi-funny situation. That uh, so on Monday, this previous Monday after Christmas, I was I had plans to go climbing with a set of friends, and then I was gonna get lunch with those friends, and then another group of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after we went climbing, my friend Rachel got a call, and she was like, she she was like my uncle just tested positive for covid and we hung out with him christmas and i was like that's really shitty like we were masked up and stuff in the in the gym so it was all good but then uh our other friends like they basically were like we're just gonna cancel the whole thing because like we don't want to risk like getting exposed even though it probably wasn't long enough but then turns out that rachel doesn't have covid but the other friends we were gonna meet for lunch do in fact have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so it was so in dodging a bullet, <laughs> dodging yeah. a bullet, but the the other bullet. Yeah, <laughs> there the were two bullets. Catching a the opposite yeah. bullet. Yeah. So, but yeah, <laughs> no symptoms. Lie. Everyone's good. But I, yeah, I not that this, but like I feel like for me, it would be even worse having to like think and then call and tell everyone that I have COVID that yeah, I've been here and, more yeah. so than the illness itself. <laughs> like at times, yeah. you know, because I boosted up. You know, it's I'm sure it'll be at this it's, point. Uh, my, yeah. my thought is everyone's getting COVID. We're all going to get COVID. <laughs> everyone's going to get it. It's, like, hopefully it's a COVID it's, year. Yeah, hopefully it's not terrible when you get it. And, you know, that's it. <laughs> go get your vaccines, everybody who's listening. If you haven't, yes. just go do it. If you can. Which yeah. some people can't, unfortunately. Yeah. And if get you can. it for them. Get <laughs> it for can, them. If you can, Man. get it for the people who can't. 
I'm, <laughs> I'm sure people are listening to this podcast being like, finally, we can get like an hour or two away from this COVID. From COVID. <laughs> nope. It's everywhere, it's, baby. It's everywhere. You're infected. They're going to do a coronavirus <laughs> special from the mentalists. They're going to bring everybody back. Oh, God. But other than that, like I told you, I've been watching. I've I've gone down a YouTube rabbit hole watching people build log cabins out in the wilderness. That's That's been my new. Yeah, give us a breakdown. What's the what? How did you find this new YouTube show? Well, if you were to explore my YouTube in general, it is a it's a hodgepodge of cooking, climbing, and woodworking. So I'm the gonna trifecta. I'm gonna I'm gonna run yeah. a I'm gonna run a guess that the woodworking has seeped into like you like woodworking. How about log cabins? <laughs> <laughs> so what, what makes this one good? What's what's the what caught your eye on this one? So I would say in general the the. The, the major thing that I enjoy watching more than anything else is, like, mastery of a craft. Uh-huh. Like, it doesn't really matter what it is. It could be, like, it could be cooking. It could be, like, music. But, like, watching someone do something that they are very skilled at and enjoy thoroughly is just, like, it just, like, I'm all in. <laughs> like, it doesn't, I don't care what it is. Yeah. And so watching people, like, literally fell trees to putting like the final like touches on a log cabin they built with their own hands like yeah i'm in i'll I'll watch that are the videos like heavily edited or is it like just like a it's just a dude with a camera on the ground and (laughs) here's here's what i'll say it varies builder to builder some people have some people have drones out there and they're taking fucking sweet aerial footage of like the cabin as it's progressing some people are a lot more rudimentary, as you might imagine, someone building an off-grid cabin. Okay. Uh, so it varies a lot. I will say that the editing in general is much better than I would expect them to be. Uh-huh. Um, and, but it gives you, like, you get to see a lot of, like, the minutia of this is us roofing the cabin, and we're going to be roofing for the next 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> You're going to get 15 to 20 minutes of roofing footage, and it's going to be the same. It's the, yeah. it's the same process. Here's, roofing, the, here's the trick about roofing. Roofing's boring. You do a lot of the same thing over and over again. Have you ever... I feel like... Uh, you might have already... Do, I feel like you would really enjoy playing some of those, like... Um, well, there was, like, a recent like, game that came out. Um, like Farming Simulator? No, no, Power Wash Simulator. Oh, I um, want to try that game. Yeah. Well, who doesn't like a good power washing? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and you can. Have and you ever done it in real life? It's amazing. Never. I've never it done it in real life. You it's can do awesome. it next time when in next summer or spring when we need to do some power washing. You can do some. It's I'll fantastic. Take it's a blast. Look, see, the game's great because then you can upgrade different parts because you're doing yeah. various you jobs. Different yeah. different yeah. nozzle sizes. Yes. You need a wide right nozzle if you're doing like yeah. the whole driveway. Short little ones if you're trying to clean grout <laughs> and stuff. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Sacco, what would you say would be if to to follow on Scott's premise? What would be the thing you would want to watch if you could watch a master at his craft? Ooh, <clears throat> a master at his craft. Yeah, doesn't have to be like the you know like if if you could like go see something tomorrow, COVID you free. Know, you know, honestly, like what something that I've wanted to do, and it's it's because I got into golf last summer. Like I want to go. I would have loved to get tickets to the uh, U.S. Open. It's in it's in Brookline this year. Um, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, I would love like I would love to go watch that. But it's just even seeing like I've played with some really really good golfers. Scott and Jim aside. Thank you. Thank you. Scott and Thank Jim you. aside. Like I played. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've played with some like scratch and and like plus. You, you, you I was matched. joking. I was joking. No, Scott and Jim are good. But like when you get <laughs> when you get matched up or paired up with a guy who is like a positive handicap, meaning they have to they have to give backstrokes to the course. It's nuts. And so to see to see like those professionals that I think uh, that would be very, very cool for me. OK, like live and in person. Yeah, it's because you get a different you get a different feel, right? There's there. Uh, it's like. It's just it's remarkable when they get into trouble, because I know if I get into trouble, I'm screwed. The hole's done. Like if I hit the ball where it shouldn't be, forget it. Just chalk me up a double bogey. Call it a day. But these guys hit the ball next to a tree and have this much of a space to get out. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're going for birdie this whole still. It's like, what the what the hell? You're cheating. So the, the interesting thing that so I haven't personally been there, but I've talked to a lot of people that have gone to USGA events. Um, but it's it's interesting to me that those people say the same exact thing that I've heard. I've heard like interviews with scouts say about baseball players, which is it sounds different. Yeah. Like the the. Like it, you can just tell off the bat or off the club, like it is a different sound from anything else you've ever heard, it's, which is an interesting like connection between the two where like they're doing something and generating some sort of power that is just uh, in a league beyond what a, regular people are doing. And it, what I think what I think is really cool about golf, too, is that. Every now and again, even as like myself, like a 20 plus handicap, right? I'm not you a, good, a good shot. When you hit a shot, as soon as it hits the club, you hear it and you feel it <laughs> and you look and you go, oh, my God, that's like professional shit right there. And it, it feels <laughs> like it feels different. It sounds different. It's very cool. It's a very cool thing. What right. about you? A bit. Yeah, Bick, what are you know. doing? I feel like, well, I, I don't know if I'd have an answer to that, but I would have said... <laughs> you asked the question, <laughs> so. You can't ask Your expectations can't be greater for us. My, my off-the-cuff answer would probably be, I would want to, like, li- like some, some like, not not like a musician, but a pianist, I guess. Yeah. Huh. Just, like, just, I, I don't know, I feel like really, really good. Or like a like a like, Yo Yo Ma type character. Well, who's the guy we always find, always joke with you about, Scott? The who, the, well, the YouTube video of him playing oh. on a fucking iceberg. <laughs> yeah, what the hell's that guy's uh, name? A Ludovico and Audi. Yeah, like that yeah, guy. That would yeah. be sick as hell if I could see yeah, that guy yeah, in concert. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, but like something like you know, obviously he's yeah. not the only person that's really good at. He's the only he's person who plays on an iceberg, and then it's everyone else. I have to watch him, not just him. I have to watch him on the iceberg performing mm, yeah. at his peak. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's peak mastery right there. Because he hasn't just mastered the piano; he's mastered the iceberg. Yeah. What I so, what I what I think's interesting about like mastery and things like that, right? Is for me, if I went and saw two like master pianists playing, and one was one is like dueling dueling pianists. Yeah, uh, like I would. I've never. I feel like that would be really fun to go see. It, I feel like though you lose some of it because I don't. I don't know enough about the intricacies. I, mm-hmm. Like you go, oh, this is amazing. Regardless, it's going to be incredible. It's like Sarah and I went and saw for our five-year wedding anniversary, we saw Ian McKellen or dating anniversary, Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart perform a play. No. And I think back on that and now compare their acting on the stage to every other play that I've ever seen. And they are just Titans. <laughs> like it's, it's not no. even cl- like we went and saw Hamilton and it was amazing like that the and you know it's it's the off broadway the touring company they were incredible 
but they are basically me trying to act compared to these guys. It's like an aura of like, yeah. And the play that we saw was four people. There was four people on it. It was them two on the stage by themselves for 95% of the play. It was unreal. So that's, I feel like the key to that, and actually, Scott, you're really good. You're, You're a perfect example of this, of it really helps to have a knowledgeable friend. A cursory knowledge. <laughs> like, but but it's, the, the key thing is they have to be someone who's not going to just like overwhelm you with the stuff. And that's why I yeah. feel like, Scott, you're really good at because you'll you'll interject and be like, okay, no, like that this is actually pretty hard to do, but you won't be like, okay, because I, I know I'm, I'm really bad at explaining stuff because I'm always like, I have to explain the three different things to get yeah. to this thing here. When it's like, when you, you try to hit the do, hot topic. Yeah, yeah. Just be like, this is difficult and here's the thing that could go wrong yeah, as opposed to like, Here's your, how you could do it right, and then you overwhelm the experience of watching that. Just like yeah. someone who would lean over and be like, "Hey, that piano solo he just did for the last minute, like, like yeah. that that kind of stuff is like people would spend months on trying to figure out." And it's like, "Oh, yeah. okay, like neat. Like I'm just like this is a cool song, but like, yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. oh shit." And I think that there's something. So I I would say that I enjoy both. So. Like, a good example to me is, uh, and I think I've definitely overplayed this for both, so the Goat Rodeo sessions, which yeah. were, like, Chris Style, Yo-Yo Ma, and mm-hmm. a, a couple of the really, like, extremely talented musicians got together and just did an album together because they all enjoy each other's company and they like playing music and, like, but you can watch them play it and see how excited they are <laughs> about the music they're making. And the idea that you know that they're extremely talented, like, my knowledge of music is... It couldn't be more limited, yeah. but like I love that type of music, and then I love watching them make it. And then there's also the other side of like what, like I'm an amateur woodworker and an amateur like <laughs> cook, yeah. and so understanding like watching someone make a heirloom table that I'm like that is I understand how incredibly difficult it is what they're doing, and they're making it look extremely <laughs> easy to do, and like so like both sides of that, it, but just like. It, and any side of that spectrum, like, just appreciating, like, people that are really good at stuff. Like, that just, like, yeah, yeah that does it for great. me, so. The part, the part where I break ways with you or part ways is I'll watch, like, the Goat Radio sessions. I think it's phenomenal. And you're like you said, it's like a pinnacle of, like, each of their individual talents. I'll watch that and be like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> and then in the same breath, I'll then go to the next YouTube video, which is just the most garbage of garbage. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's, mach- it's Machine like, Gun Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm talking like, um, like I think I mentioned it before, like the 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 grocery haul videos. Of, yeah. Like someone just comes in and he'll, like, yeah. he's like, got some Cheerios today. <laughs> so what you're saying is like, you'll watch you'll watch the, the original Jurassic Park soundtrack as composed and be like, that's that's amazing, and then you'll listen to the flute recorder version, and you'll be like, "Also amazing!" Also amazing. There's an <laughs> in its, art to in, it. its own, in its own way. It's amazing, just right? That's that's uh, the beauty of YouTube because you'll get yeah. both. It's a yeah. mess. Yeah. Have you guys? It's, it's amazing. Before we move on to uh, the mentalist, not, what this podcast not, is about. Have you guys? Hey, let's do a grocery haul. Let's do a grocery haul podcast. Let's just. We can. We can interject. I don't. I don't think I talked about it last week. But did you guys? Have you guys watched any of the Beatles Hard Day's Night thing? No. The thing on Disney. I saw one clip. Is it like a live or is it like a documentary on their? it's a sort of documentary. Is it like right? the last dance or the last waltz? Oh, the, is the that the Michael Jordan is. thing? 
No, Last Waltz is uh, the final recording or uh, concert for uh, the band. It's so I never saw that, but what you just said, it sort of is, right? So, okay. Yeah, so what yeah. this is, I'm in. It's, I'm in. It's it's like nine hours of it's now edited footage of the Beatles performing their last show ever together. It was the show that they yeah, did yeah, on yeah. top of the warehouse. Uh, it's a Disney Plus thing, but basically they they were trying to film a movie, and they had all of this recording that they never used. Some I don't I don't know if Disney got I'm assuming it was just Disney got their hands on it and they edited it and who did they have edited it was it Spielberg it was who, it was what, what? <laughs> edited the they edited and produced this new docu series wow. I guess because similarly the last waltz and this might get a big in on it was directed by Martin Scorsese. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, which All is right. like Hold crazy on. to have, uh, like a music that, documentary. That talent, yeah. It was yeah. okay. So it was Peter Jackson. My bad. Who directed <laughs> it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, sorry the, about uh... that. <laughs> ten years. Ten years ago, I would have been. My God, I need to see this right now. But, but so it's called Get Back. But there's there's one part that uh, like, and I haven't watched all of it. I've seen bits and pieces there. I need to just go sit and watch it. But there's one part where. George, Ringo, and Paul are waiting for John to show up. He's late to the to the studio to like do stuff. Classic John. And Paul is just noodling around on his guitar or on his bass. He's a just noodling, and all of a sudden, bang! Get back starts playing, and he's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and it just pops out of nowhere, and you're like, holy shit! <laughs> that is how they came up with like that iconic Beatles song. It is unbelievable to watch it was like unreal to just go that that just ha- that's how they made get back it was it's so cool that very would be, very cool stuff it would be super yeah. cool to see like like those because i think jay's you can see it with jay-z too like some because jay-z's in particular is very quick to like come out with like yep album like he'll come up with an entire album in like a day you know like, a snap yeah. Yeah. yeah so i would my guess is that it's and i'm definitely gonna watch it but it's it's probably very much in the style of the last waltz where it's is like interjections between like them actually performing stuff in concert and then I like in between and then in between of like them just hanging out and stuff i don't think so i think it's yeah. ma- i mean i don't know how i don't know how jackson edited it but it's it's basically this they were trying so know how the beatles had movies like they they came out with yeah movies. they, they made did, like, like the their Yellow own like, movie films and or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were trying to do that. They were and doing a lot out. of drugs. So. Yeah, <laughs> and, and this was this was basically the end of the Beatles. The Beatles were only around yeah. for like seven years, and this was the last of them. Like this mm. was the recording that they have of this concert is the last recording of, of the four of them ever playing together, which is super duper neat. So I need like I need to go watch it. It's like nine and a half hours worth of stuff, but wow. it seems rad. No, yeah, and it was watch it. Disney wanted it to be much smaller, and Peter Jackson was like, "Nah, dude." <laughs> what did you Peter say? Jackson this is small. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get, so I guess he's also a super Peter Jackson's big not known nerd. for it, Peter Jackson's not known for his brevity. Yeah. No, <laughs> but I guess he's a super big Beatles nerd, and was like, "This is amazing." I mean, he would have grown up like that would have been yeah. like right around his time, right? Or like yeah. he would have been pretty young, but but I'll aware of the Beatles as it was happening. So Peter Jackson is my Uncle Dave's age and my Uncle Dave is the biggest well, I know Beatles exactly nerd. How old, I know exactly how old Uncle <laughs> yeah. Dave is. Yeah. This, this absolutely narrows it down. Yeah, well, that's a, Peter Jackson's 60. <laughs> my Uncle Dave is 60. That's a, that's a prime time touchdown I, for me. He is, he is, well, no, what, what I was just trying to say is that my, my Uncle Dave grew up in the like 
Smack of the Beatles, and he Beatles, is Beatles Hysteria. That had to have a name. But Beatlemania. Have, Beatlemania. Beatlemania. Yeah. Okay. He is. Well, I can't tell you. It was that a joke? I can't tell. No, no, no. It's Be- Beatlemania. Was Beatlemania was the thing? That no, no. Was I'm it. talking about Scott. I feel like no, that's was... just that's just pass. I can't. <laughs> uh, I can't tell if Scott was joking or not. Scott's We're gonna a dick. assume I was joking. <laughs> if Scott's people, a dick. if people want to tell us. Uh, their favorite Beatles song. Where can they find this, Sacco? If you want to tweet us your favorite Beatles song and why Ringo's not the best drummer in the band, you can tweet <laughs> us at at Mindscrimes. And if you want to have some, you know, just send us song lyrics, you can send it at itsmindcrimes at gmail.com. Hey, Jude. <laughs> that's your, that's your favorite Beatles song? That's my don't, favorite Beatles song. Don't make okay. it bad. Okay. Yeah. I think there's, I, something, there's something just simplistic about Hey, Jude that I just enjoy. <laughs> it's a great tune. I don't remember Beatles titles, so I can't. I can't <laughs> sing us a couple bars, Vic. What, can you no, give us a lyric? It's, it's or what about a lyric? What about a lyric? It's the one where uh, um, something about a sun. I think there's a sun. In, <laughs> there's here, a co- sun here in comes the sun. Yeah. Wait. All right, so okay, before I know we've gone on a thirty-minute tangent, but I, I I still love this story, so I still have to say it. Uh, <laughs> I'm all for a tangent episode. <laughs> like just, we, I, you pure, know, we're gonna this, this, I, I will claim, I will claim ownership over this episode and apologize to all the people who are listening that don't get there. So, so Sacco and I used to work together at this company that was kind of sucked. But yep. there would be times that, like, it, it, it was like a period. There would be periods of extreme boredom. And one of my personal enter- things that would entertain myself is I would, <laughs> I would just go on these tangents of nothing but extreme lies. <laughs> like, I, I would, I would just pure fabrication, and I, but I would talk for like five minutes about said fabrication, mm-hmm. and like Sacco saw it enough that he knew exactly what was going on, but he would just go along with it. But then, like occasionally, there'd be like other people, like you know, other coworkers <laughs> that would like somehow like. You know, again, probably in good faith would be like, oh, that's interesting and good stuff. But <laughs> my story get more and more weird. Uh, one of my favorite ones was the be- what the Beatles son one is. I talked about how <laughs> I, I, I talked about how I forget. I, this is bad because I don't even remember the artist's names anymore. But like they were like, I was like, it's a funny story because everyone thinks that the <laughs> that here comes the son was he was they were like all like crazy drugged out and then. The sun was coming up, and he saw it, and like this is like a beautiful melody. But but actually, what what, what people don't know is that he had an illegitimate child, <laughs> and then he looks out the window, and, and then someone's bringing him his little baby boy. S O N, not S U N. Correct. <laughs> yeah. It's, anyway, that's, it was a I, double on for some reason. That's one of the few ones that every time I hear that song, I think about and crack up. I think my favorite Beatles song is Rocky Raccoon. That's my favorite one, which Rocky you've probably ne- which you've probably never heard. But if you haven't, uh, it's I've a definitely good heard Rocky Raccoon. Yeah, who I, hasn't I, heard, I don't, who hasn't I don't, heard I don't know that I would Raccoon. say it was my favorite Beatles song. Yeah, it's I don't so know. Par, come on. I don't know why. I bet you don't know one word Rocky, of Rocky everyone Raccoon. Everyone knows Rocky Raccoon. All right, it's there's uh, rocks and there's raccoons. You know, you know what my favorite Dave Matthews Band song is? <laughs> crash into me. That's fine. You can like crash. This is a nerd. <laughs> I can make fun of you for it, but <laughs> I thought Scott was gonna say none of them. <laughs> <laughs> I like Dave Matthews. Man. <laughs> all right, all right. So we we we're, 
We're a podcast about the mental <laughs> and the Beatles and the Beatles. Get your quick Beatles facts. They'll be quick because I don't know too many of them. That's true. I don't know many Beatles facts. So, Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how few Beatles facts. <laughs> this episode is about episodes five and it is five and six, right? Oh god, yes sir. Yep, oh god, everything's six. falling apart. Five and six. Uh, of season three. And yeah, the <laughs> that's correct. Uh, yep, see, that's the episode the titles. This is falling apart at the seams, man. Holy <laughs> crap. This is an episode, all right? <laughs> the Red Ponies, episode five. And then episode six, the Pink Chanel Suit. These, uh, it, just, as far as, just as far as episode titles go, extremely lazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the Pink Chanel Suit part? I don't even know. Did I, I say think the wrong it's, title? No, 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 you said no, it right. That's right. I think pink Chanel suit is like Chanel is a super fancy brand. Yeah, and there and, was some illusions that they like to dress fancy during. The episode. Yeah, and like she's she's the the judge was a super fancy lady. But you, and all you know what I'll you know what I'll say? Pink is not red. Yeah, <laughs> not. what's going on here? This is tangential at best. Related to red. Also, there's no red pony, and <laughs> no, no horse, and no horse died. She's no so horse nice. died. What'd you guys what'd you guys think of the episodes? These were two fucking regular ass episodes. They were kind of boring. Sarah and I ah. watched them. We were like, man, these were all right. They, I think the problem is that the, the two episodes before this were really, really good. So comparing back to them is difficult, but they uh, were fine. I liked both episodes, and I know that a bit like the second episode more than the first episode. Why do you think that? Because it involved a funeral and a who done it. Accurate. That's absolutely accurate. That's a that's a, that's a good co podcast. I did like the second one better than the first one. I think I liked both of them. Okay, so I liked both of them more than normal. Not te- I think you're right, Zach. Ultimately, like these are definitely just like filler episodes to get yeah. by. Um, I think I appreciated it a little more because. One, it's <laughs> wait. Let me actually make sure. What did a husband or wife kill any of them? No, right? Nope, nope. This, I feel like we had like a span of like six episodes where it was like just the husband or the wife every time, and there wasn't like I feel like this. At least both these episodes had some semblance of like, oh yeah, there were multiple different people that it could have been until yeah. like the actual <laughs> yeah. actual result. Yeah, the first one less so. The second one only because they had two C-list celebrities <laughs> yeah. that could have done it. The first one was easy to peg based on who the who was in the episode. <laughs> there were C-list celebrities in that. Yeah, dude. First episode, you have Bobby from Supernatural, who was the murderer. He was the only other like relatively famous person. <laughs> okay. The second the second episode actually has three people. I think that are. I recognized only one that I could place um, off cuff, Whew. and it was the judge lady the judge, is yeah. is is the mother from Heroes. Yeah, uh, I never saw that. I, I feel like they definitely got the Heroes cast list because I feel yeah, like we yeah, just, there's like, a lot of crossover. <laughs> yeah. And then and then the uh, the 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 doctor who ended up being the murderer is also a C list celebrity who's definitely been in a bunch of TV shows. And then they're also the girl. Is it the girlfriend? In the, in the yeah, the girlfriend, episode? the girlfriend of the jockey in the second episode That's is also. A, oh, sorry, in the second one, so she's also uh, definitely an actress that I couldn't place, but is a hundred percent in other. She was in Dexter. Oh, one, maybe that's one right. episode. Really? Okay. okay. Yeah, I was like, she was in an episode. Yeah, 
No, no, not the sister. Yeah, but yeah, huh. I, I think yeah, I think they were relatively. But the relatively. mom and and Bobby from Supernatural, I immediately was like, "Hey, <laughs> it's you." <laughs> I, I thought it would be the mom for sure. I was like, "Yeah, I did too." As soon like, as I saw, her, I was like, "Oh no!" Well. <laughs> so that was at least surprising. All right, but let's start with the first one. We got uh. So this episode starts off with Rigsby doing, I wrote down, he's pulling off his best Steph Curry, and then in parentheses he said, but actually Mark is smart impersonation. Yeah, it wasn't very good. It wasn't a good Steph Curry. He, he, he's trying, he's throwing these paper balls into the basket, and this, they're, they're working the late night shift at the CBI office, and he like misses, like, we, we come into the episode with him already have missed a few, and then he hits one, and he's just like, and the crowd goes wild. <sighs> Can I ask a question <laughs> about to throw cards. A, a procedural question? Oh, what's he throwing cards? Okay. Yeah. What's the question? Why Why are they at the office working the late shift if when they get a call, they all just show up at the seat anyway? Like, this, Lisbon not also has was not phones, working, okay? not, Cho was and not working the late shift cell phones. and then was also at the crime scene at the same time that they were. So, like, why do they have to be in the office? <laughs> I, I concur with that. I also... So... I worked as a co- I've worked as a contractor a few times, and I sort of consider that consulting. I thought you were going to say work. as a cop, and I was going to be like, "You've nope. been a, You've a, been a cop. detective." Never worked as a cop. I, I worked knew as a contractor, it. <laughs> which, which is similar to consulting work. Why is like? Does Jane half live at the office? Yes. Oh, yeah, we've already. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like, know if I just, half live anymore, dude. I also don't think he gets paid. I don't think he gets. <laughs> like, I, I don't think he's being paid. He has. Best. He has to be being paid because consultants get paid stupid amounts of money. No, I but, understand that that's generally the rule, but I don't think he gets paid. It's a situation I mean, where it's I like, like I he think, gets the check, but then it deducts all the fucking lawsuits <laughs> that he has yeah. to deal with. I was, like, I was gonna. I was gonna go more with the line that like they were like, "Here's your rate for pay." Like. We just need a bank account number so we can set up direct deposit. And he was like, cool. And they just never said that. <laughs> it would not, I would not put Jane past that at all. No, that um, that wouldn't surprise me. I feel like it could also be a situation where it's like, just just like the, the books are all messed up. So they have to have like hours for, for the, like for Cho and Rigsby to like actually justify having a staff or whatever, you know, who knows? Yeah. But either way, Cho's like, please, God, this this sucks. Uh, and then Rigsby pulls over Jade, and he's like, yo, show me a magic trick. Uh, Dance, monkey. <laughs> show it to me right now. Um, there's a lot of steps to this magic trick, but ultimately just involve Jay, or Jade guessing uh, the the card in his hand or something. And Rigsby gets all excited. He's like, all right, like, I'll, let me do, th- or like, he's like, let's do a different one. And then the second time, he gets the card wrong. And then Rigsby's like, ah, you poser. I forget what he, exactly what he says, but he's basically like, this, you suck, man. You, I thought you were, I thought you were a real magician. <laughs> now, now I'm you, over here. You've broken the swindled. illusion. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a real magician. Come on. Um, but we, so th- they, it gets broken up because there is a call for a murder that happened. Yeah, there's oh. a de- there's a dead jockey in an alleyway. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. For the first ten minutes of the episode, I thought they kept saying junkie, and then I was like, why do we keep talking about he's a junkie? And then they went to get to a horse stable, and I was like, oh, oh. Uh, 
Why, so why does it, being short have anything to do with being a junkie? Yeah, well, I, <laughs> I was thinking malnutrition. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's so short. But yeah, so they go find this dead jockey in the alleyway, and uh, there's like some random police officer working, and then Jane defaces the crime scene to finish his magic trick. <laughs> he's, he stuffs an ace of spades in this guy's pocket, and the lady, the lady pulls out the. There's also a note that says "forgive me" and a ring, whatever. And then she pulls out an ace of spades, and Rigsby's like, "Oh my god!" And he's like, "It's a magic trick." And she's like, "What? It's a magic trick? Are you kidding me right now?" It's amazing. Card tricks. I, a man lost his life today, is what she says. It's I, incredible. I like to and think she, that because because. I like to think that she was super excited because like this was like a situation like like the Riddler from Batman has, has arrived here. She's like, ooh, an ace of spades. Like, what could it mean? It's funny because she she immediately interjects with her idea. She's like, oh, it could be like a I think there's like a casino tint involved or something. And then it's just Jane fucking around and she's like, fuck these people, man. It's great too because they all that goes and Jane's literally in the background eating a sandwich and is like Rigsby. Really? You're just playing tricks right now? Like on, putting Rigsby. it all on Rigsby. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh. But Scott is right. It is a um we we do end up going to the uh jockeys. Oh, it's stable. That's stable. The what I'm looking for. No. Um, the place where they keep the jockeys. <laughs> 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 when they're not being used. Wait, do they go there first or do they go to the racetrack? I think they're, they're it's the same place. In this, the this situation, place. it's the same place. Um, yeah, I, I think so. So, yeah. Uh, we, we find <laughs> out that... Wait, uh, wait, wait. What? I, at, at some point during this, Emily brought up that, like, why why is it always male jockeys which which made me retort with, are you going to take this, the one job that short men can do? It's the, <laughs> it's the only thing they have. Name one other job. <laughs> First, they came for my Oompa Loompa job. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say it's jockey or if they reshoot the Hobbit. That's it. That's all I've got. Uh. <laughs> What Jockeys the, uh, are incredibly short. <laughs> They're very small people, generally. I'm looking up the average height. Oh my god. It's gotta be like 410. 410 to 5'7. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> you, you ever hear the story about the tallest jockey? No, it sounds like the, a joke, but not me. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> That was a <laughs> shitty joke. Yeah, <laughs> it got it got a bunch of laughs though, didn't it? <laughs> I feel Mission bad. I, I feel bad for the one jockey listener that we <laughs> came home from a long day's work. Sorry, that that joke came up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh no! Anyways, <laughs> so we we get uh, it, it's the CBI goes to the racetrack place and um, <laughs> we, we have successfully transitioned into the introduction of this episode. <laughs> yeah, I don't want, this has gone so far off the rails. We we meet our first angry jockey. Yeah, um, I forget the dude's name, but Jane's like this person is suspicious as shit. Let's call him Tiny. <laughs> Wait, so don't he, don't we meet the girl first? 
Yeah, Sam. Do we meet the girl first? Yeah, okay. Sam. Sam what's, something. What's the deal with Sam? Uh, she's a, she's a girl jockey. <laughs> yeah, she's a she's a girl jockey that's riding for Cobb Hallwell, who is some like podunk uh, horse owner that has shitty horses, but he thinks he's got a horse that's gonna win because he's cheating. He's also the murderer and killed the other jockey. What what's the horse's name? It's like something Folly, right? Uh, it was Castor's Folly and. Pollock's dream? Yes. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, Caster's Folly's gonna win. It's the fastest horse on earth. And Pollock's dream is like a gar is Pollock's dream is the faster horse, but it's like unrideable and crazy. But this guy just has he just is gonna swap horses. We figured this all out. I figured this out very early in the episode. They reveal it very much later in the episode. (laughs) All the pieces are there for you to put it together. It's this this puzzle is one of those puzzles where it's like a four piece puzzle, and they're all <laughs> corners, and like there's no. It's very simple to put together. <laughs> we don't find out about the twin till later, though. They don't. They keep that under wraps for a while. The, the twin um, horse. Yeah, they don't. Uh, they don't not- show that until like midway through the episode. Is it midway through? I thought it was way earlier than that. We only find there's only one where it starts with, but we find out some stuff yeah. like how it's he, or I don't, maybe even we find this out later. But he's like the last like independent like horse race person, uh, and like he's putting all his is he he like the the characters like seen as like oh he's like a nice person because the the victim who died was like. He got banned from race, or he he like left the <clears throat> racing scene for years, and he like br- he brought him back to to race one more time, bring him back to his glory and stuff. Um, I have an interjection, yeah, because it feels like we're a little too on track. But <laughs> so uh, the guy who plays Bobby Singer in Supernatural, who plays Cobb Howell in that episode, uh-huh. his his actor name is Jim Beaver. <laughs> I just, just thought I would throw that out there. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with that information? <laughs> I don't know. But I don't know. Like, that's clearly not his name. Which that's begs true. the question, why, yeah, which begs the question why pick Jim Beaver? <laughs> what why, secrets why are you hiding, Mr. Beaver? Why can't that be his name? <laughs> that's not That's not his name. I'm looking it if up. If I had to He'd... bet money, I'd say, I mean, what are you going to look up? It's not. He's not going to d- divulge his hold secret. On, hold on, hold on. I know you guys hate when I put pictures and stuff in the chat. Oh, You're trying man. to tell me that that guy in that picture, his name isn't really Jim Beaver? No, Look at his that's, ass. No, that that's, that's no, 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 no. He was sitting in a room with an actor friend, and he was like, what do you think my name should be? And he was like, I don't know, you look like a Jim Beaver to me. <laughs> no, that dude's name is Jim Beaver. His real well, name is Jim Beaver. Nah, but no, false. but Zach, that the fact that that picture makes him look like Jim Beaver is how you know that's not his real name. Because his real name is probably like Ted Slatesky or something, you know? And he's just I, like, I, like all right. I'm, you guys I'm Jim believe- Beaver, dude. I just drink a couple fucking drink apparently, a couple appa- Apparently his real name might be James Norman Beaver Jr. That's <laughs> what it is. Alright. Well, I don't know how we've started up here. This is, this is gonna mission, be a four-hour podcast. Mission, mission accomplished. We got so Jay doesn't give a shit about this horse situation, so he dips off and he finds this other like tiny jockey. 
Did you, did you have to say tiny? They're all tiny. Oh, okay, whatever. This I'm one's just... especially. Look, Sago, this one's especially small. And he's got a shitty fedora on. He, he, he's trying to make up for it by wearing this fedora, but he just you can clearly tell that this guy. It is would be way level. better if he had like a, one of the ten-gallon hats on that was like three feet tall. <laughs> But but this jockey, like, so his whole trade is that he's he has the inside track on like what horses can win and what's good, and nice he has his there. arm around like this other person, like who's like you know trying to an eager person looking to win his first like bet. And Jane's like, no, 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 listen, this guy another shit. another another stereotype, an Asian guy who's running the numbers. <laughs> yep, is that is, is that Asian Asian person doing? Yes. like is that okay. that was his job. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so um so Jane's like, nah, don't listen to this fucking this scrub. Let me let me let me show you how it's done. Like I can hear the horses. I can feel they talk to me. And this guy's like like what are, he's like sheep dip. This don't this shit don't work. All right. No, that's that's later. And when I, listen, I'm trying to bring in sheep dip, okay? <laughs> dude, sheep Another interjection. That might be the or, worst phrase in the mentalist. Sheep dip is the stupidest thing. And the fact that Lisbon's the fact that Lisbon said it again, Sarah and I turned at each other and were like, why? Why are she's we trying doing to make it happen? Still? Look, she's trying to make it happen. Lisbon knows two forms of entertainment. One is the Spice Girls, and two is probably some nineteen twenties fucking like sitcom. Garbage ass sitcom. Where New they heart. probably say sheep dip all the time, and she's like, "This is uh, this is what normal people talk like." The epitome of comedy. <laughs> but so Jane bets that he will get a slip with the number one, two, and three winners on the race, and he's like, "I was like, he's like, bet, let's go, five hundred dollars." And then there's like a. There's like a weird like scene, like it was like almost like was like a beautiful mind, like it's like this weird thing of like Jade, like you see his pupils just darting left yeah, and right. Yeah, it's weird. Like, yeah, yeah, he's like I can it's, see all the angles of the horses, especially since it it stays there for like a solid minute, and then later on we find out that he just bought literally every ticket combination you can buy. I, I think the whole I think the whole thing though was to try to trick you into thinking that he was uh, Zach Galifianakis from The Hangover. When he's doing the, when he's figuring it out, he's like, how, so, did he, "How did he? I think Zach. I think that was a parody of Beautiful Mind. Rain Man, mm-hmm. or was it yeah. Rain Man? Okay, it was I Rain think it's Man. Rain I think. It's Rain yeah. Man. Because oh. that's specifically casino gambling. So yeah, oh, okay. which is a great, which is a great movie if you haven't seen it. It is a good uh, what movie? Rain Man. Rain Man. Oh, yeah, with, Dust- with Dustin Hoffman, ooh, very and, good. And Tom Cruise, you can't yeah. say just Dustin Hoffman. And Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Eh, Dustin Hoffman was way better in that movie. <laughs> no. So as as uh, that part, half of the CBI crew is working the stables. We have Rigsby and Cho um, working the girlfriend angle because the body had a a note that said, "Forgive me," with a with a wedding. I, I assume an engagement ring. Or an something. engagement ring, yeah. Yeah, like that he found another person. So they're they're trying to track that lead down. Uh, does anyone what? Does someone remember what happened there? Yeah, it wasn't so- a, it wasn't a lot. They knock on the door, no one answers. Then some lady from below the like the duplex they're on shows up with like a basket of laundry, sees that they're cops, and starts to run. And then they're like, oh, fuck. And so they start running after her. And then after they start running, the actual girlfriend, like, opens the door in a towel and is like, no well, one's who there. Who the fuck knocked on my door? And so then they end up arresting what ends up being her friend? 
They they tackle her. They're like trying to bring her in, and she's yeah. like. And then the girlfriend comes back down, and she's like, what the fuck's going on? And they're like, we're looking for... Uh, Delinda. Linda LaCure. Yeah, Delin- and, Delinda, I think is her name. And then her friend immediately throws her at the bus. She's like, that's yep. her right there. Yeah. It's not well, me. Before, I have before, warrants out. Yeah. Before, before admitting that she has an outstanding bench warrant, <laughs> and, and, which is not smart. Um, and then, so I think they presumably take both of them in uh, to, for questioning. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so we find out from the girlfriend that um, it was that the... The victim jockey wasn't he was he didn't like leave the seat or something. He was like banned because of the like he has like some anger issues and like No, no. So there's two there's two different there's two different angles here. Okay. One is that the guy apparently does have anger issues. She left he, him because they got in a fender bender when they were going out to dinner for the anniversary of him being reinstated and getting a job as a jockey. And then he beat the shit out of some guy. Just wrecked some and, dude. And then apparently, like, and then apparently, like, yelled, and they got in like a fight when they got back. Which I'll put a pin in this because there's a continuing trend through the whole episode that I hate. Yeah. But then the second part of that was he got banned as a jockey because apparently during some like turn maneuver he like wiped out a whole bunch of people and then like crippled the other guy, the other jockey that hates him okay. during that process. Is is the pin that you just put in there the fact that the woman is like, nah, I could have been, it could have been fine, everything yeah, would have been okay. Yeah, with a fucking abuser, dude. What the fuck? Like, why do we keep being like, oh, we could have worked out? It's like this guy is a fucking violent abuser. Like, no. Sarah Harrison on the couch, and as soon as she was like, I could have made it better. We're like, what the fuck? What? Is wrong no, with you, you did exactly the right thing. And yeah, everyone exactly. in this episode should be like, yes, you did the right thing. Congrats. Like, Good job. Oh, my God. My my God, he wrote "Forgive me" on a napkin. <laughs> oh, he's t- he's turned a corner. No, I was I was gonna because I wrote the same note down. At least from th- like this particular scene where, because like she's kind of like talking about like how like okay, like this is what happened. Like you know, I I couldn't. I I she said like pretty like uh, what's the word? Not potently. Um, poignantly, probably poignantly. Po- poignantly, poignantly. That like hey, like listen, I've seen like I've grown up in yeah. abusive high school yes. like yeah. i've seen yeah. like she had a very very reasonable it take on all the situation it was like you're like, being very logical like yeah, this is like, the I right you the made signs. the right decision there was a fender bender and this guy literally basically put this guy in a hospital for that yeah. like that is yeah. not that is not normal behavior and i was yeah. like i can't i can't be yeah, with someone it. like this right yeah uh, which I was like, okay, yeah, good for her. Like, nice stuff. Yeah, and then, awesome. And, and there's this weird, awkward, immediately afterwards, Cho's like, oh, by the way, uh, here you go. And then just hands her, like, a, like the engagement ring and forgive me. Like, he just slides across. And then she starts, like, breaking down crying. And I'm like, this is... A, I was, like, yeah. I was like, the vibes are all off right now because yeah. like I'm supposed to like feel like, oh man, she she like like the, the show almost makes it seem like oh she really fucked up by the, the situation yeah. nah, <laughs> by not forgiving yeah. him. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, ooh. yeah. <laughs> like I get what they were trying to do, I guess, but no, no, I don't, no. I don't get what they were trying to do. It was stupid. T- it was all t- around stupid. The one, the uh, one thing I'll say is, I think Cho does specifically mention like yeah, you yeah, did the right thing, like yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah I think he said like you watch, you like you watch out for yourself, or like yeah. like take care. You have to take care of yourself, care of yourself. like that. 
Yeah. Which which does and doesn't make sense in that context because it's just like do th- like you like you did the right thing would have been the more appropriate thing to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But also more appropriate would have been like I'm not going to show you the note. Like yeah, you don't need to know. Uncom- like, <laughs> you don't need you to clearly know. are yeah. not like this is not the time yeah. for me to just slide yeah, yeah, yeah. this over to you. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's where a good a good example of where a white lie is the best thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Lie of omission. Um, I think after we found all that information is when we then go back to the stables because at this point, um, we're like, oh, I think um, Jane and Lisbon are like, okay, so the the um, the girl jockey like has potential motive because she like if he's out of the picture, like then she, she could. Yeah. Um, she was jockeying for position, so so like they're like, oh, let's go back and talk to him, and then like as. <laughs> <laughs> As they go back to the stable, we find out about this other, I don't even know the dude's name, but he's some old I'm, business I'm suit guy. I think it's Frank Lockhart. Frank this, Lockhart. Yeah. This guy, has, uh, he owns all uh, the best uh, horses. <laughs> A rival stable owner. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm the king around here, all right? You listen to do, me. Do we, do we all agree that they should go by the name Horse Lord? <laughs> horse, horse Lord's pretty good, actually. We are the Horse Lords. I like it. <laughs> like, right? Like, come on. The, my seven, uncle, the seven Horse Lords of New Jersey? Yeah, one exactly. Of my, one of my uncles owned horses. He had a horse that actually ran in, like, some pretty big races and then got hurt, I think. Can we also all agree that... The one of the best parts of this episode is how many times Grace mentioned to people that she knows stuff about horses, and they were like, "Hey, Grace, fuck you! No one wants to hear." About it. it was it, it was pointed at her. It was like, yeah. "Would not you go it fuck yourself?" Very in- it's very intentional. You're sitting to the desk. Some point that Grace also seems like someone who did own horses. Oh yeah, she's a horse girl <laughs> for sure. I actually felt personally at fault because uh, <laughs> I remember last podcast episode I talked about specifically. I was like, you know, it's kind of shitty, but I kind of miss how every time Van, like those parts where Van Pelt's like, I want to go into the field. And Elizabeth's like, nah, you got to do paperwork. You got to stay here. And then this episode <laughs> happened. So I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> on you a like bit. That's three on you. times in this episode <laughs> yeah. where she's like, I know about horse. And before she can even finish, Elizabeth's like, no, you sit your ass down, you get on the computer, and you find the shit I'm telling you about. Okay, Van Pelt, you know about horses. I don't give a shit. Get over there. Uh, it was so good. And then the one time someone else is like, hey, I need your help, and she gets all excited. It's because Jay just needs a body. To, she needs to find out if the horse will viciously injure her coworker. Like, like, I'm glad Rigsby brought that up because I was like, "This is really fucked up." Like the situation that is that has come here. Honestly, like Van Pelt probably would have agreed with it if he actually told her what was going on because she's so desperate to get out of the office. But how many times do they have to be duped before they start being like, "Nah"? <laughs> I do want to see one time Van Pelt be like, "You nearly killed me, all right? I'm not going around with your bullshit." I think she would have had. I think she would have had to been thrown from the horse to to stand up to Jane the next time. So there's gonna be a time soon where she do, yeah she does actually get hurt in one of these shenanigans. Uh whoa okay so we had some technical difficulties there for a second, uh where I think Sacco's recording did not work for it just stopped recording out of nowhere. 
Dad's been drinking again. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, but so this is going to be a little bit jumbled, uh, but uh, we'll just, just take it from there. So I think when it cut out, we were talking about Van Pelt and her perilous accident. We, you didn't mention too much because I think we just talked about how, <laughs> how she gets in these ridiculous situations. Okay. Far too often. Uh, but I, I think a quick summary of the episode. What we So we found out about the twin. The twin uh, the horse. The twin horse, yeah. And how the, the grand scheme is to swap the horse during the big race for the for the hundred to one odds and then win a, a huge windfall of money and then pay off all his debts so that he can stay independent. That's the that's the play, and that's when we get back to to Jane who who shows up at the at the teller and there's like a funny like scene with like the they're like the Asian guy from the beginning of the episode where he's like he like whispers to his friend, he's like, that's the guy that can talk to horses. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like a, like a comical scene of like the like the the Asian guy's like, alright, like you're up. Like, who do you want to bet for? And he's like, he's like, Jade, please, you <laughs> after you. And, that- and then Jade goes, he's like, I'm putting 10k on the uh Jackson's folly for 101 odds. And then the guy's like, oh, hell yeah, baby. Those are the odds that I want to see. <laughs> um, and then he goes to talk to the the other horse lord, the the, the head honcho Bobby. Frank. Bobby Singer. Yeah, what happens Wait, there? Frank or Frank or Cobb? Oh, God. The murderer or the other guy? Bobby well, so Singer. The, the murderer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. The murderer, yeah. What happens there? Scott, you were ready to go. Hit me. I mean, so basically, Jane is playing a trick on him because he knows that he was planning to swap the horses. So Jane basically, it it comes out that Jane bet $10,000 on uh, his horse to win. And the guy's like, you bet $10,000, but that's going to lower like the amount of money that I can win. It's going to change the odds. He's like, it's fine because... Here's the trick. I swapped the horses. And then the guy's like freaking out. And he's like, no, I swapped the horses. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's basically like, well, the only way, reason you would do that is because you were playing a whole gambit here. And that's probably why you killed what's his name? The guy we don't care about. <laughs> and then immediately, I think Lisbon like comes out, like does her like walk out of the shadows thing. Like you're under arrest. And then Bobby Singer takes off running and apparently he's amazingly fast because he outruns like several CBI officers. This lasted way too long. There is like a really long chase sequence for like a 60 year old man uh, that's like I doesn't was, look very in shape. I was pissed because like as soon as Lisbon started running I'm like she can run. That girl though, like sh- she knows how to run and Sarah's like this dude would have got caught a month ago. This is a landish. <laughs> Also, sub point to this is who wears a tank top under a blazer? Like, an interesting choice by Lisbon there. Very odd. Yeah. But. Oh, maybe she's uh, ready to party after work. Right? Yeah. Or, ready or, to roll. or she planned on running after somebody that day. I don't know. <laughs> it's when. But it's, apparently not to catch him. It's when it's too but, hot out, but you, you still need to look semi professional. You know? classy, yeah. The. But, it ends. The end sequence is Van Pelt with a very weak hip check takes down this man, <laughs> old man. 
all the, the ep- or the shows try to like be like, hey, like, isn't it cool? Like they're they're like they're cutting through like uh the CBI chasing the killer with the, the horse. horse, the yeah. um the horse. Which wasn't bad. Like editing wise wasn't bad. No, but no it's th- neat. It, it's just like we get it. You don't have to yeah. show it for the entirety of five it's like clearly they're like, we need to stretch we need to stretch this so people understand. Yeah. But that- also would have made a lot more sense if like the person they were chasing was like a up and coming like Olympic sprinter that <laughs> somehow was hey, able you don't to know elude. what he does on his spare time, right? You think he's, that's his full thing? Is just managing look, horses? Look, look, friend, it ain't running. No, it's not. <laughs> my my I thought was like just give Cobb Hallwell like an extra minute at the end and cut this thing by 45 seconds done like yeah. make a goofy scene with Jane and Liz but do something else it was way too long and <laughs> the payoff was not good enough I was I, all I wanted for Christmas was Van Pelt to just clothesline this dude just yeah we boom and wreck it was, the scene was long enough for Emily and I to have a discussion about how Van Pelt was gonna like tackle yeah. this guy and then in the end, it was just like a week, like she also ran out and basically just like got in his way. <laughs> I wanted like a Riggs be like cross check a child into a lake situation. No. Um. But anyway, he, he they take him back to CBA headquarters and he just confesses to the entire crime. <laughs> uh, there's no way out now. All right. I tried to run. That was my only recourse. But not before he sees that his horse did, in fact, win the race. Yep. What How did is Jane, it possible? What did Jane do with that million? No, they it, because they found oh, out it was, it was all set right. up. He didn't win anything. Yeah, it was cheating. Because I had a whole thing written down because I was like, this motherfucker is acting like he has spent all this money. And I'm like, you just won a million dollars. But no, yeah, yeah, it was for He didn't win anything. He's, but he got his money back, presumably, so. Yeah. And, and then um, we, we have two more scenes. One is Liz being like, all right, well, here's the engagement ring. <laughs> Weird. Uh, <laughs> and then the girlfriend like breaking down crying again. Uh, and then followed by the CBI post wrap up pizza party. And Rigsby's like, it's on Jane. Jane's like, I'm broke. <laughs> I'm broke as fuck. <laughs> He's like, I-, I bet every combination. Do you know? Okay, maybe I've never been to like a horse track. But I have to imagine that if someone like goes up to you and he's like, "I want to bet every configuration," I'd be like, "This, this fucking guy." It's like going to like a fucking food or like a like McDonald's and being like, "I want everything on the menu." Yeah, on the menu. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. So I've been to a horse track once, and I was trying to figure. It. I think what they do is if you say like it would be an annoying order, but it wouldn't be miserable because if okay. you say there's a way to say it, I don't remember the lingo, but like you want to bet horses one, two, three in any order, it'll they can just type in one, two, three and hit the button that okay. parlays it all. Okay. That's not, that's, that's less bad yeah. than what I thought. Yeah. I, It'd I still also be feel obnoxious. like if you did a parlay, you should win more money than that, but I get the idea behind what they're trying to say. That You, you know, do. So yeah. if you, if theoretically, theoretically, they should never make it so that you can do that and win money. You can't, <laughs> you can't do the, the number of, yeah. the number of permutations. It's, it's like 5,000. It depends on how many horses are in the race, but yeah, it's whatever number of factorials. So. Even if it, so even if it's eight, yeah. like the minimum number of horses in the race is going to be eight. You'll never win money. Yeah. Like you just they yeah. they they won't do that. But you you used to be able to in the lottery by picking every combination. But they <laughs> but they they did away with that. Horse races yeah. horse racing is very fun because like if you do parlay, you can bet like horse to be perfect one two three horses win play show. 
you win more money than just betting a win, a place, and a show separately. So yeah. it's way more difficult. Yeah, it's very cool though. It's horse racing's horse betting is really fun. I think that would be pretty fun. Yeah, it's fun to do, and you yell and shit, and it's awesome. It's a good time. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's anything else that happens in this episode, right? Uh, Jane kisses Hightower at the end, right? No, that's this the next that's episode. Oh, no, that's the next episode. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No. Spoilies. <laughs> you, just, you spoil, you spoil <laughs> the weirdest part spoil of the episode. The, <laughs> spoiled the most awkward part. Starting with the fucking showstopper. I mean, what else are we going to talk about now? I guess we're just done yeah. with the podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> that's reasonable. It's been an hour and a half. Shut uh, up, Scott. <laughs> All right, let's not. So this episode, how's it? How's episode six start? Don't they go to? Don't they go to like the judge's house? And it's yeah. It's, I think they. Yeah. It's her. It's her grandmother or her mother's funeral, right? Yeah. Yep. So it's a wake uh, for Judge Pauline Fitzwilliam. Uh, it's her. It's her mom's funeral. Uh, and which which. Begs the question, how fucking old was her mom? <laughs> no, I, think I think they, they said like 92 or 92 something. 92 or 93, right? yeah. yeah. Um, old. So it's this, it's this judge, right, who is a, she's a federal judge. She's got like a full-time security detail around her house. It's very weird. This, was it, like, was this episode kind of strange in that sense? Like, was. No, they explain it. Do they? I miss. I, she got the death, she got the death threats from the white supremacists. Oh, I must have missed that. Okay, so. I I definitely missed that because or I, he just glossed over the whole white supremacist. No, no, I knew there was a white supremacist. That Raymond Tubbs dude or whatever. Um, uh, is that his name? Yeah, yeah Raymond. It's Tubbs. Raymond Tubbs. The two Raymond B's. Tubbs. BBS oh, baby. And a Z. Would have been good as a Z. Um, <laughs> but so yeah, they they're they're at the wake. Uh, it's found that Abby, her daughter, is gone. And Abby's boyfriend, Austin, has been stabbed to death in the guest house. And because because of the tight security, everyone's confused because it's like nobody's left. Abby's not here. How are these people dead? Right. So now we're on to the whodunit part, because what they do is they full lock down the perimeter and it's on to whoever's in here is in here. Someone did it. So, <laughs> except for, except that it seems like at that point several people come and go it, all the time. Yeah, there's well, so I think Jane's the only one that truly because so also there's a couple things happen here. But before we get to that, um, there's <laughs> the CBI is like at Lisbon makes a point of being like, hey, where the fuck is Jane? And um, it's because like Jane like hasn't showed up. He's super um, late. <laughs> and then we finally see Jane like kind of like pull up at the house and then he gets in this weird altercation with the head security guard. <laughs> let's hope there's not let's hope there's not racist undertones there. <laughs> oh no. no I, I just it's funny it's funny because it's like the slightest amount of pushback and Jane's like yeah. I'm I'm a ruin this whole <laughs> I'm sorry, did you just touch me? <laughs> did you touch my arm? <laughs> like the guy's being ridiculous because the guy like his whole thing is yeah, he's way this over episode the top. is like you need to go through this gate and the guy's like I'm CBI adjacent like 
Look, the gate is the only thing I've done. It's the only security feature we have. Please go through the gate. I think two people died on my watch. This is not good for Things don't look good. If I don't make you go through the gate, they're going to wonder why no one else did. This Yelp review is going to bury me. This is it. This is it. You think it looks good? Can I go to my next contractor and be like, only two people died? (laughs) To be fair, he was hired by the judge. She survived. (laughs) Anyway, so Jane's like, did you touch me? (laughs) He's like, "Ah." two seconds. (laughs) This is funnier than what actually happens. What's happening actually is very childish and stupid, but this is so funny. So so Jane's like, all right, well, if I have to go through this gate, you you must also go through the gate. And the guy's like, all right, sure, why not? And then Jane keeps, like, sticking, like, fucking metals, I assume. And so every time he goes through, it beeps, and it's it's just like the most like mi- like mildly infuriating. The best part is the end of his pockets, and the guy's like, "Where did these quarters come from?" And he's like, "Where did they come from again?" <laughs> no, the best part is like the third time Jane is like, "I got a, I got yeah, stuff to do. You're, you're wasting my fucking time." Here. <laughs> He walks through and has the best shit-eating grin on his face. He's like, hey, 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 hey. that guy just got wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> Very stupid. Uh, they'll have more, alter- they'll have more yeah. interactions in the, you'll, uh, later. You'll rue the day you cross me, Trebek. <laughs> I, would, I would love it if this security detail comes back in a later season. Yeah. And, and they're like, not again. <laughs> no. Um, but the next scene we get is with the the mother, um, the hero's mob, Corella Deville. <laughs> I really like her as an actress. She's, she, no, she's, she's a fantastic she's actress. She's very good. She, and uh, she's she's talking with Lisbon, and Lisbon like she's asking her Lisbon questions, and Lisbon kind of saying to stuff like, "Hey, listen, we're going through all these options," and. And she's like, "No, give it to me straight. Like, what have you like? Give me the directions you found." And Lisbon's like, kind of trying to like play a little bit closer to the chest and the guy's like I can make a call and just find out or you could just tell me so Elizabeth kind of breaks down like hey listen like yeah so we we're trying to search for your daughter like she's a suspect in this case um and just like going through the different permutations um and then the mom does kind of like the typical thing that we've we've had this situation come up in the mentalist a few times where it's like some it's almost always like a judge or like a DA or something who's like they always have the same thing where it's like, you fucked this up, like, your career is over. I feel like this is one of the few episodes where it might be a little bit justified, <laughs> considering what happens, but, um... Yeah, yeah. I'm debatable, but at the same, like, you know, like I'm like, ah, I can see how this might seem a little, like... I don't know. I don't know though, justified from, from, from this point, I feel like it's real early to be like, this is no, what no, happened. No, not this point. Not this point. But like, I mean, like, but when later, when like Hightower is like, yo, this is gonna be our careers if we don't yeah. fucking write the shit. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, I get you. It, I, yeah. I, I, I like the scene. She was very heavy handed. Like there was, and I think part of part of what they're trying to elicit from the audience is like, you're really not supposed to trust the judge right off the rip because she's so emotional. Like this is all of her actual career is gone at this point because I think at the end of the day, she's probably a good judge, mm-hmm. but 
the the personal the personal relation to what happened she's like there's no way that it's anybody in my sphere like it's got to be this guy and she's totally clouded she just lost her mom her daughter's gone and it's like it was cool like i thought it was a very good bit of acting and i hated yeah. her for it i'm like she's just an idiot this is <laughs> yeah anyways well um <laughs> i really enjoyed the next scene because <laughs> this is when we actually we meet the the murderer in the situation where so Jane's like kind of just eating some like hors d'oeuvres at this like at he's eating wing, grapes right? a oh, cluster of grapes he has like a big thing of grapes <laughs> and the, <laughs> this this quote unquote but this poor murderer walks up to the 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 last person he should ever walk up to which is Jane he's like trying to make small talk with Jane <laughs> and I'm just like can you imagine like. <laughs> Just be like, hey, it's kind of nice out. He's like, why are you talking about it being nice? I'm like, Jade grilling you when you've actually been the person who killed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I to me, the best part about this scene was when they were basically like doing introductions and the doctor was like, oh, I was the doctor or the physician for the, the grandmother. And Jane's like, oh, wolf. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he says something along the lines of like, he's like, oh, man, like, I wonder what happened with the daughter and he and Jade's like what are you talking about daughter like what's wrong with the daughter I haven't heard anything about the daughter and like imagine if you hear the murderer and you're like oh my did I just <laughs> did I just fuck this up so bad <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's just Jade fucking with the guy yeah do you think Jane knew right there all right I guess I guess before do you think Jane I will get has we'll, super, we'll get, superpowers. Well, he does have he definitely has superpowers in this episode and uses them. It's stupid. I'll put a pin <laughs> in what I wanted to say. Maybe I might forget okay. it, but we'll go. We'll get to it later. Um, I I don't Look, think I'm the only one who pins. Too bad. Right I just put a pin in it. You I'm taking it out. It. I'm taking it out. He took out the pin. You got to put another pin in it. I put. You're out of pin. Pin. <laughs> um, I to answer your question, I don't think Jade knew. Um, that he was the killer right there. Okay, but yeah. I, I do think it would be funny if, or I was thinking it'd be funny if during a future episode they would kind of do it like this, where, uh, or I, because they've done it sometimes in the past where it's like Jane would immediately like a case will be solved in like five minutes and they can go on and do other shit. Yep. And yeah. Th- yeah. Th- this would be a good case of that where it's like the guy just fucking foot in his mouth wanders yeah <laughs> wanders into the crime scene his 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 grand mistake was talking to jade while he was eating grapes <laughs> uh what happens after uh don't they talk to Abby's sister or something. Yeah, what they do they talk, talk to her about them. though? I can't remember. She's basically useless. They 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 <laughs> talked to her about it like Austin was Austin, the guy who's dead, right, right. was yelling at Abby and Abby punched Austin, right? Something like that. And then Sophie Which ends up conflicting with what we find out happens in the end, right? No, so because what they 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 found the boyfriend's body, right? That's the body that they found. Austin, yeah. And there's like there there's like marks on his face from being attacked, yep. I think is what they say. Um and 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 then we find out the daughter is missing. Um 
And then you're right, Sacco, because like she she like fesses up because Jade's like you you're hiding something from us. Like you, it'll be a way way off your or it'll be way more off your back if you just tell us what happened here. Yeah, so, and that's what she says. She's like she kind of like peeked in on them one night and they got in like a huge fucked up fight and she attacked them. Yeah, but then she, Sophie, Abby's sister, ran away, so she didn't see anything. But right afterwards, you find out that Abby's fingerprints. We're on the knife. Was it a knife? Yeah. It was a steak knife. Yeah. It, it looked like a butter knife. Yeah. It did look like a butter knife. In the initial crime scene, it definitely looked like a butter I, I, knife. Yeah. So it was, it was a butter knife that stabbed Austin, and Abby's fingerprints were on it. So now they got you tricked into thinking Abby killed this guy and then ran away. Yeah. Abby's, um, Abby's also dead. Yes, yes. But we don't know that at, at the moment. Quite yet. Um, I think well, Jane, Jane keeps like telling people dead. that yeah. she's dead. Yeah. As he does uh, with anyone who's missing. <laughs> the, sec- the security person, I think the next thing is you see is a security person of the CBI, and he's like incest. He's insistent that he's like, nope. Uh, there's no other bodies here. There is no, like, we we are, our security detail is perfect. We would have known for sure if someone like stepped in or out. Which we're. we're- you guys expecting the body to be hidden in like a really clever place? Like, it, I know we go through the coffin stuff, but like mm-hmm. once you find out it's not in the coffin, like the body has to be hidden somewhere really clever. And we find out it's in the fucking closet. Like they searched <laughs> this place how many times and they didn't check in the no. guy's closet? Well, no, no, because he, well, that, I mean, well, but like the whole idea is that it was in the coffin the whole time. But, um, because. For of course, I had to be like this for the episode to work. But like Jane's like, all right, we'll get the doctor to like pull out the to show us. So like the idea is that it was in the coffin, but then the doctor swapped, like put it in the closet. No, no, because when he's admitting to it at the end, he says that when they came to search the house, it was in his, it was in his closet, and he was very worried about it. And then they didn't they didn't find it. Oh, I I could have sworn that Jane was right the whole time, but he he put it in the closet after. He after Jane made that bold declaration that the guy the person was in the the castle. No, he specifically says that it was in his closet. Like oh. maybe they yeah. did another search afterwards. Yeah. And and they didn't search his closet, but like he says like if, they, if, if, he he just, was, if the body was just in the closet the whole time, that's incredible. The, the, so <laughs> yeah. so hold on, the body would have had to have been in the closet the whole time. Cause and you have to take a I guess a little bit of grain of salt. But why in the world if Jane is making the proclamation in front of everyone that the body is in the coffin? So you, the presumption is that the body was in the coffin at that point, and mm-hmm. he took it out in between them and bringing it down to look at it. There's no way anyone would have let anyone be alone with that coffin in that be in between time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the body no, could. I, they would have let the. Well, I mean, anyway. I believe that it could fall through the cracks, but like even still, to it, me that makes way more sense that that this, no, this yeah, body yeah. was just in a closet. No, no, and yeah, I, no, that, no that, I agree. I want that to that be true does, that, because it doesn't make I, any sense if it was just I, in a closet. I totally agree with you, Bick, one hundred percent. But if the body was in the coffin, right? Let's say the yep. body was actually in the coffin. And this yep. is why I think Jane called it, because he probably was thinking no one could be stupid enough to not have the body in the coffin, right? If yep. the body's in the coffin, there would have been police, or if if you call that out, the, there's going to be police with that coffin until it's open. No one's going to open that coffin until they open it. 
So Wait, the, why would the police? Because the police don't believe anything that Jane's saying. No, they don't. But but like someone from CBI would be like watching the cop. Yeah, at the least cop. long enough. At least lo- not leaving it long enough for someone to extract it. Exactly. exactly. But, but it's a medical <laughs> professional, dude. They, he would never do it. it he, that, he was the... The idea is like he's the quote unquote impartial person, right? It's just the lonely doctor. Yeah, but so far the only patient, the only patient we know that he's had of all time. Yeah. <laughs> so, so here's here's he the, has a trail of bodies. I think yeah. this is actually a reasonable time to pull that pin. Did Jane yeah. actually screw up? Did he genuinely genuinely believe that it was the cough, the body was in the coffin, and the body wasn't because so, the guy's too I, dumb? Or I think so. I think it's a combination of things. So my personal belief is that he trusted that they that they wouldn't be stupid enough to miss a body in like a closet, and therefore the only reasonable place it could be that no one has searched is the locked coffin. Okay. So my answer to that. Well, so this is again off the presumption that the body is actually in the in the coffin. was in the coffin yeah. at the time. I would say that it. <laughs> This is a situation where he is right, but this is him being way too cocky about the situation. Where this, to me, this was like a this is like him being like, "I'm Steph Curry. I could take like a fucking like half court shot." When it's like, dude, just t- take like two more steps. <laughs> you know, like you aren't actually Steph Curry. You can't do this all the time because um, because it is funny to, for him to be like, "It has to," like, you know. It's like it has it to be, gotta be right? there, like, right? <laughs> I'm I'm great at this kind of stuff, and then when he's like, cause 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 when he opens the thing and it's not in there, he's like, he's like, whoa, oh, I was not expecting that. <laughs> like he was genuinely this, surprised. This <laughs> this looks real bad. So, so he like normally, oh yeah. So then so then yeah, you think he actually he was like, oh fuck, I'm wrong. Like he this wasn't a play. He like well to be so, fair, the, to be fair, the body wasn't in there. And they no. Although I thought it might be scrunched up in the bottom. You know, they never opened the bottom. They didn't. <laughs> no, for me, it's like it's like maybe he, she was a jockey. We don't know. <laughs> no, for me, it's like he he was right, but it's not like it's like fucking like hitting the river. You know, like in poker, where you're like you really shouldn't have done that, but you you kind of got there at the end. So it's like, do you deserve this? Probably, maybe, maybe not. I guess. Okay. He. Um, but all right, <laughs> back back to the where where were we? Um, we were real early in this episode. <laughs> let's just let's skip let's skip that. Let's skip. <laughs> there was I think, think I think the next thing that happened was when uh, Lisbon and Van Pelt. They go to like the the jewelry store or whatever, and then they go try to find because Abby's credit card got used. So they go yes. they go find her friend or whatever that stole Abby's credit card or was loaned loaned Abby's credit <laughs> yeah, card. They got, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> this scene this scene is funny though. And they like they bust into her house and like she th- no 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 because they specifically said don't you so lisbon specifically says don't use your badges because she doesn't want to have to chase anyone so when they knock on the door she pretend they pretend to be the the uh clothing store saying that they're be they're there with the fitted jacket yeah and then you hear jane in the background said she's lying <laughs> <laughs> And then there's a very impressive move by Van Pelt because Van Pelt yeah. just fucking kicks. busts the door open. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> crushes it. Yeah. And then who's there? Jane <laughs> sitting drinking a cup of tea. Drinking some tea. 
Uh, but yeah, the, the the friend doesn't know shit. No, <laughs> except the fact that she started using drugs again. Yes, yes, yeah, that's the that's the takeaway. We we also get um, I think Cho. How do we find out about the white supremacy? Or is it? Jewel, the the judge tells us about the the fact that that guy's involved. So there's Tubbs. Yeah, for Tubbs, old Tubbsy, the 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 white supremacist Aryan race guy. Um, which Cho goes to interview at the, at the, um, at his, like, facility or whatever. He's, and there's, there's, he's, he's in Folsom prison. Yes. And th- this scene was pretty, gr- like, I mean, gross, it's a good but scene. great. Like, it's a it, standalone good scene. Yeah. There's a, there's some, there's some, like, choice stuff that I appreciated where, like, the guy kind of, yeah, as, as someone who, you know, like, as a person of Indian descent, like, this is, this is a very funny thing to, that they did where it's, like, he kind of like sits down. And he's like, "Hey, like, so where are you from?" And the guy's like, "He's like, I'm from Kentucky." He's like, "No, well, like, where where are your parents parents from?" And he's like, "Korea." And he's like, "Oh yeah, no, like, they're good people over there." And it's like, it's a, it's not like it's not overtly racist, or they might even be like well meaning, but it's like it comes off as very racist. It's it's like one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I, I guess yeah, I guess they're good people <laughs> over yeah. there. Like, what are you supposed to say? The, yeah. So the um, the Wikipedia does a really good job of summing this up in a way that yeah. I that I think uh, the fans of this podcast will like. It says they send Cho to see Tubbs at the prison to follow up on on the uh, racist racist bullshit that was going to kill people. Uh, and unsurprisingly, Tubbs is a white supremacist moron who picks at Cho for being Korean. Since Cho is awesome and unflappable, Cho does not react, gets information <laughs> about the man inside the security team, and gives him a casually mocking Heil Hitler as he leaves. <laughs> and it's fantastic. The most, the most deadpan Heil Hitler <laughs> you'll ever hear. It's great. That was pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, basically, um, Cho goads this guy into giving up the goat. Yes, which is yeah. fantastic. Um, I don't think we get too much more from there. Um, there's a, <laughs> there is a nice scene with the the mob and, um, and Jane. Jane. Yeah, which I, I kind of liked in terms of like, I like the mob character, and I just felt bad for her because like, not only like, Jane basically, or like she's like. Pretty frankly, like so, like you think my daughter is dead, right? Like the like that's like what kind of what happened, and then you like find out that it, like she also lost her husband before too. I'm like, man, like this is a this is not a good time. Like she's lost her daughter, she's lost her mother and her husband. Like and the beats wolf. just keep on coming. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um. There's some like nice stuff with like Jade kind of asking about like the rug on the floor, um, and the mom kind of like talking about like a her like kind of strict style and just like I did keep expecting Jane to take it a little bit easier on this lady just because she lost the daughter but yeah. he really he really doesn't <laughs> no exactly which I found kind of like interesting and yeah refreshing isn't the right word but it was like a nice like change of pace yeah because um, like I mean again the mom's not doing like the mom's being pretty crass and everything too you know um yeah I think yeah he just doesn't respect that well I shouldn't say I think he does respect the type of woman that she is, but he also is exactly the type of person that's like the stick it to authority type of person that he <laughs> loves to be like, you deserve a little bit of like this type of attitude. Yeah. No. Can't say I relate to that personally on a personal <laughs> level, but you know. 
Um, but <laughs> he, we find out that Jade basically uses the pretense for the, the rug to then, <laughs> as, as the mob like leaves, he like wraps up the rug and basically his, he tests the security system where he's, he, cause he talked to like the security guy again. He's like, Hey, like, so wh- where do you he think? He hypnotized the say, security guy. Yeah. If you had to say where the weakness is in this area <laughs> and he hypnotized him to find out. And then we find, we find Jade. Fucking try to escape the place with this rug as if it was a body, so he could like confirm the idea that the 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 body must not have left the the uh, residence. Um, but turns out the security system actually is pretty good because he does get caught. Um, Wait, did the little Jedi mind tricks happen before this though? Yeah. That was the yeah, that was the Jedi mind trick that he used on the the security guard. Like he, yeah. so we talked earlier about superpowers. Just as a quick aside. Jane literally Jedi mind tricks the security guard guy. He waves his hand in front of his face and he's like, where are your weak yeah. points? And the guy immediately is yeah. like, there's one small spot. And then he waves his hand again and the guy's like, you gotta go through the gate. And he's like, back to his normal <laughs> self. I And I kind of was like, well, that's stupid. You can't make Jane a Jedi. Like, we can't be doing this. <laughs> These aren't the droids are looking <laughs> Exactly. I've just accepted him as being able to mass hypnotize, but maybe you're probably right. It's a little... <laughs> 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 the power creep is a little bit strong. But like, like, also, you know, like this season, we found out that fucking uh, uh, Red John just like broke the mind <laughs> of Christina Fry. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> the only way to talk to Christina Fry is this is like through seances yeah. and shit. The only thing, I, the only way I'll excuse that is basically it buys them the five minutes it would have taken them to like do that where he like pats him on the shoulder three times and then is like talks about something else and then like pats him on the shoulder three times and then like yeah. eventually like weasel it out of him and this allows them to squeeze it into like 30 seconds of like give me the information I want okay you can go now unlike the the previous episode like there's there's content in this episode baby yeah yeah, yeah we got stuff to cover <laughs> one of the things to cover is the uncomfortable Rigsby Van Pelt stuff. Who wants to bring nice this part segue? Up? <laughs> Who wants to bring that up? <laughs> I mean, we didn't want to just talk about like I like. So I, I like it probably isn't it? I. It's an interesting choice in this scenario to give the camera the eyes of Rigsby because it just results in a see a very long scene of several gratuitous shots at Justin Van Pelt's chest <laughs> that are supposed to make you believe he's looking at her necklace but really it, it's very clear what's happening let me let me see them boobies <laughs> yeah so that- and I like that like during this too these cuts of like him staring directly at her chest she's saying stuff and it's not like we look up <laughs> it's real bad. But basically, she got she got a necklace from her new boyfriend, the guy with the chopper. Brigsby thinks he has good taste. It's very awkward. He it's, stares, it's like it's he, stared, the most, he stares at her chest for a long time. It's one of the most uncomfortable way possible. Where he's like, he's like, "Hey, did he? Uh, hey, did he get you that necklace?" And she's like, "Yep." He's like, oh, okay, okay. Um, it's a looks like a nice necklace i guess it, it's very like I'm, yeah I'm, <laughs> i forget if it was which one of you guys said it but whoever said that like rigsby looks like a sad puppy like i'm like that's so fucking dead on dude it's so uncomfortable <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. I, wrote, He's, yeah. I wrote sad puppy noises yeah it's yeah. bad um 
Yeah. It's an awkward <laughs> scene. Doesn't lead anywhere. Just a friendly reminder that Ben Pelt and Ringsby are super weird. Yeah. <laughs> and are dealing with super weird stuff. Oh, God. Um, then we do get a, a scene. I think Jade and Lisbeth are back in Hightower's office. And Hightower's like, yeah, listen, I got to... I got... Or uh, that judge is pissed <laughs> at, the, at what you're trying to do here. Like, and, and she drops the line being like, hey, like, next time you're going to do something like crazy like that, how about you, like, give me a call and, like, let me know, you know? So, so presumably she could help her, like, run defense. And I was like, hey, like, this is, like, I was like, I like this, you know? This is great. I, I, I found out, or, I mean, I've already said it before, but I really do like uh, Hightower. It feels like she's, like, the one that's actually put together and like trying to actually like run defense for the team and stuff. It's like an actual like nice good boss. Um, but I did think I was like she's gonna regret saying that immediately, and she does. Yep. Because <laughs> because Jade at this point Jade's like time to do my hail mary, baby. <laughs> what? What's uh what happens there, Psycho? Well you get a dumb scene with Dressler, who's like the guy on the inside that gives you no information other than the information that we know that Abby's already back on oh, drugs. Right, yeah. Whatever. No. It's all stupid. That doesn't matter. What Jane does is he basically he goes back, the funeral is happening for the mom, and Jane is at this point, what we were talking about earlier, fully convinced body's in the coffin. The body is in <laughs> the coffin. So him and Lisbon are going to the funeral, and Lisbon's like, You can't just bust into the funeral and do th- like you can't do that. And Jane's like, well, hell if I can't. He's like, hold on. Calls Hightower. I don't know if it's a voicemail or he actually has Hightower. He, le- he, leaves, a, he leaves a voicemail. And it's basically like, hey, just wanted to call you and let you know that I'm going to be getting into some foolishness. Because she told him, call if there's ever any foolishness. And <laughs> there's a priest doing the like last rites, whatever, ready to bury this body. And Jane walks up and he's like, yo, so like, sorry. Your mom died, and the judge is in the front like, I'm going to kill everyone here. He's like, sorry your mom died, but Abby's in that coffin too. And they're all like, get, just get out. Blah, blah, blah. Time goes on. They they bring the uh, coffin into the like medical examiner or the doctor's room. They pop the coffin. It's just the mom in there. And, hi- and Pauline, the judge, slaps Patrick right Patrick Jane right in the face and he's like well I guess I deserved that one <laughs> and he's I, he's like I think I wrote that he said like oh no <laughs> yeah he was it was Oops. not a good look for him because he was so confident and oh. like they're walking out uh and Hightower's like we're fucked like we're all going to lose our jobs unless you fix this now like you and Jane's like you have to trust me. I know I said trust me before on this one, but you really, really, really have to trust me now. And she's like, whatever, because we're screwed. Like, I think at this moment, Hightower knew if Jane can't get it right, we're screwed either way. Like, we're all we're all toast. So let's just make it work. At least that's the way that I took it. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I agree no, with that. I think okay. she could have figured it out. I think, but it was like a situation of, like, I think Jade, like, basically says, like, yeah, listen, like, like, if you guys have a better idea, like, let me know. But, like, I'm, I'm going to keep just digging deeper. Like, also, I like I should... this coffin angle. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I, I, I feel better about that if Jade, like, if Jade's second plan wasn't just the most boring plan. Like, there's nothing, like, 
bold about Jade's second plan. Like, he could have just said it, like, be like, yeah, I just want to stake out the place. Like, I'm just going to hide in a closet, I guess, and see what happens. <laughs> a distantly begged of, like, Jane essentially saying to himself, like, you know where the cleverest place to hide the body would be? In the coffin. <laughs> and then when it's not there, he's like, you know where really would be the most clever place to hide it now? The, the coffin. coffin. Because we've, <laughs> we've already coffin. embarrassed ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, they're, they're fucking, <laughs> there's a, there's a scene of, I think it's Jade and Lisbon, like, crouched together, like, in an uncomfortable position, like, do it during the stakeout, and, uh, Lisbon something, like, she says something like, like he's like, oh, my legs fell asleep, <laughs> and Jade, <laughs> Jade says something like, don't be ridiculous, <laughs> like, like, stop talking, like, stop talking crazy, all right? Legs don't fall asleep. What is this nonsense? It's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, um, and then we see the murderer pulling the the body or Abby's body into the uh, the room with the um, with the coffin, and then the the grand plan is revealed. What's the what what happened here? Uh, so it's Jane and Lisbon are hiding. So, well, they're hiding. Um, and a phone starts ringing when he pulls the room into the co- when he pulls the body into the room of the coffin. And the guy's looking around like, where the hell is his phone ringing from? He checks his pocket and then he finally opens the coffin and there's a phone in the hands of the mom. And he, for whatever reason, this guy picks the phone up and it's Jane like, ha ha ha, we caught you. And they bust. They bust open the door and they catch the guy. Uh, it was it was kind of a stupid like ending. I thought it was way too long and like the fact that they waited, like Lisbon and Jane are waiting outside this door while the guy has the. It's not like he, they're waiting for him to commit a crime. Like he has the body with him. Jane's and like, I waiting. really gotta, I gotta. Look I cool need here, this. Right? I, yeah. like yeah. I need this. You gotta let me do the phone thing, okay? Yeah. So that part was gratuitous. So we find out the reason. So what happened ultimately was that the the doctor was was worried about the fact that his like his cash flow was was going to dry up because up until now he's been getting these fat checks from taking care of the judge's mom. But since the mom was imminently about to pass away, his his he found an opportunity to basically supply drugs to the daughter who's relapsing at the moment because, you know, she had, like, a huge altercation with her her boyfriend, and, you know, she's, like, on the verge of relapsing, so he's like, hey, listen, I'm a professional. Like, which, as a quick sidebar, this dude is the worst. <laughs> he's not. Like, awful, awful, awful. <laughs> this is a Dr. Spachemin situation, like, all over, because he's like, he's like, let me, he's like, you keep giving me money, I got you, I'm gonna hook you up. And he somehow like immediately ODs this lady. This person. Yep. yep. <laughs> Look, I don't know how to do drugs. All right? <laughs> He's like, I just fill up. I just fill up the body, and we see what happens there. Um. So that that was his plan. But again, she ODs on his watch, and just as that happens, the um, the the boyfriend kind of comes back and. And he's like, oh, well, there's some shady stuff that's happening here. Like, this person's clearly fucking not on the level. And the guy's like, he says something ridiculous, which I kind of enjoyed. He's like, he's like, I just picked up the knife I did to stop him. I didn't want to hurt him. And then it cuts to the scene of the guy just <laughs> clearly like, ree, ree, ree. Stabbing away. <laughs> just butter knife, fucking blood flying everywhere. 
Um, <laughs> I just stabbed him a couple times to convince him not to call the police. Uh, I didn't think he'd die like that, you know? It's weird. Um, and, yeah, so that that's where you find out. And then we get the, the final scene, which is uh, Jade back on his couch, laying down, as he always is, and Hightower kind of shows up. He's like, hey, listen, you really, you, all you have to do is apologize to the judge, and... Um, and like, we'll be good. And, and Jane's basically like, nah, fuck no. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't fucking apologizing to that crabby old that bat. Yeah, that crabby old bat. And, and Dinah is like, basically, like, rolls her eyes. And then the mob is, like, the judge is right there. And she's like, all right, fair. Honestly, that's pretty fair. That's pretty fair. <laughs> I've been, a, I've been a little aggressive in this situation. And, um, she starts to walk away, and then I think Jade actually feels a little bad because he's like, "I'm, I'm sorry." Sorry. <laughs> uh, and then there's this uh, very uncomfortable. Oh, wait, wait, I don't think the show is trying to make. It, I don't think the show's. Trying, we'll see. I guess we'll see. Weird. Next it was but, weird. But this is like a very much like a like because Jade, Jade like smooches High Tower on the cheek and just like walks off. But again, there's nothing. It, it's a very like quick. And done scene, and it's just like the show's over. Well, it's, it's, weird. it's more parental than it is sexual. Yeah, like, doesn't does it, does it make it? About it yeah. Does it make it? I think it makes it weirder. It's super weird. Yeah, I hated it. Well, well I think you know uh, the idea of the uh, a workplace is like a very specific thing where you don't yeah. start smooching people on cheeks. You know? Yeah. 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 So it's like a very you have to odd think, thing. You have to, to think about the context in which you've done something <laughs> like that or could entertain the idea of doing something like that. Yep. Smooching on cheeks, perfectly perfectly okay as sh- like sh- uh, side of intimacy. Yeah. Maybe don't do it at a workplace. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. You meet your long lost Italian grandparents. <laughs> totally yeah, exactly. fine. Uh, but yeah, no, that was. A very odd ending to an otherwise enjoyable episode, at least for me. Ah, uh, but I think that is it. Well, Taco just ran off somewhere, so I don't know. You're, well, he, Sorry, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. You probably back. just went on another one of those rants <laughs> yeah. that, we have, that we have to cut off. I can't, believe I, have to, I can't believe I have to edit another 20 minutes of this. Oh, I hate you guys. <laughs> uh, but thank you guys, as always, for joining me. If where can people find us, Sago? If you want to reach out to us, you can tweet at us at, at @mindscrimes, and if you want to email us, you can email us at itsmindcrimes at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. I am a big masseuse. I don't know why I just said that. Anyway, so we got Scott Lee. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> got Chris Sacco. Yep, it's that guy. He already said his name, so I'm the last one to go. <laughs> And as I've said before, I am, as always, a big masseur. Allow myself to introduce myself. <laughs> oh, take it easy, folks. Later. Later.